Welcome into this week's edition of The Left Turn. Jacob Blair here with you as it's the first week of the virtual left turn as we dive into the virtual world of racing during all of the social distancing and quarantine periods due to COVID-19 concerns. And for the sport of racing, everything has been canceled pretty much through the month, canceled or postponed pretty much through the month of May now at this point the Indianapolis 500 for IndyCars has been pushed to August so no IndyCar racing through the month of May and NASCAR we're trying to get back to racing at Martinsville early May but with Virginia's stay-at-home order that race now will no longer happen so mid-May is what NASCAR is looking towards but that still right now does not look like something NASCAR is going to be able to do so the racing world has had to adapt to not only fill the void of no racing, but just provide the, the fans an opportunity to get away. And what racing, what sports did in general, is it provided an escape for many to, to take a couple hours and enjoy something before heading back to, to their whatever was going on in their life. And that, for many people, is much needed right now as this is a stressful time. So racing has really been one of the, the first and has done the best job at jumping into the virtual world to provide some racing entertainment. It started with NASCAR, led by Dale Earnhardt Jr., Denny Hamlin, put together a iRace for the, the fans. As with that, they were able to get that race set up at Homestead for the first one, and on the same weekend, that Homestead was ready to go before all of this happened and then fox sports picked it up they nationally televised the race on fox sports one and drivers had some getting used to in terms of running sim racing on the iRacing platform iRacing being where all of these events are happening i personally have iRacing myself and it's uncanny the ability they have to create a realistic experience for driving in terms of visual inputs it's almost spot on the only thing you're really missing as a driver is that physical input in the seat of your pants you don't have that you really can't feel the arrow but everything's visual so some drivers had to get used to that a lot of wrecks in that homestead race but Denny Hamlin picked up that win Dale Earnhardt Jr. second, Timmy Hill third, Chase Briscoe fourth, and Garrett Smithley in fifth. 35 cars started. There was an LCQ to get into that race, and that's what kind of got the ball rolling in terms of all of the, the different sports, uh, in terms uh, different kinds of motorsports going in and, and making these decisions. IMSA, the sports car world's, world, has done some things. Formula One has their own system they've been doing stuff with, but here in the United States, it's been iRacing, and now all different sorts of things are happening you had indycar that got picked up they put together a series and a whole bunch of different drivers joseph newgarden simon pagino james hinchcliffe he had some issues he got into the, the race as well but most of the indycar field minus scott dixon and a few others who uh, at least they said were waiting on equipment and we might see them this week but this past weekend, they took to the track at Watkins Glen. There was a fan vote to pick the first track of the iRacing Challenge, the IndyCar iRacing Challenge. Sage Karam won that race. A very good iRacer himself. Felix Rosenquist finished second in that race. But just It was a field full of, of IndyCar drivers, a couple Indy Lights drivers as well. But 
Just a, a great field, a, a good story. Robert Wickens was trying to, to get into the race using hand controls. They were trying to get a sim set up for him. They didn't get it set up in time for the race at Watkins Glen, but now they will run the race at Birmingham Motorsports Park this week, at least the virtual version of it. And again, the same weekend they were supposed to run at Birmingham this year. And and Robert Wickens will be running the race this week. But in terms of that race, Sage Karam dominated it, leading 43 of the 45 laps. Will Power was third. Scott McLaughlin was fourth. And Oliver Askew was fifth. But another cool story with that, Jimmy Johnson also has expressed interest in running some races in the IndyCar series. He's able to do that here now on iRacing was part of the event. Jimmy finished in the 16th position, also racing the NASCAR event. And then on Sunday, NASCAR raced at Texas and a good, really cool story there. Timmy Hill got the win. Ryan Priest was second. Gary Smith, Garrett Smithley third. Landon Castle fourth. Alex Bowman in fifth. How about that top five? Not a top five you hardly ever see on the actual circuit, but... Uh, all these drivers showing their skills on iRacing. So just a really cool top five. A lot of names that don't get a lot of time up front. William Byron led 80 of the 130 laps. It was set for 125, but it did go into overtime. Before we jump into everything that's happened in the last two days, I think what's led to some of this is just the ratings numbers that have come back from FS1 and Fox and FS1 this week is 900,000 viewers for the race at Homestead and then one point. Over 1.3 million viewers for the Texas race for a, a virtual event. And then a time where there are no live sports. There's no ability to watch March Madness right now. There's no ability to watch the opening weeks of the baseball season because everything's postponed, suspended, or canceled. Racing is able to fill that void at least a little bit and, and have put together some really solid numbers and everyone liked where it was going. And then this week, everyone jumped on board and we've got... Virtual racing pretty much every every night this week. You look at Tuesday night, it was the NASCAR iRacing series, the one that the professional iRacers race. So a lot of those drivers, no, a lot of people haven't heard of race on, on Tuesday nights. Then tonight, Fox Sports 1 picked up the World of Outlaws here on, on Wednesday. The late models and sprint cars so you are going to have real world of outlaws sprint car competitors and real world of outlaw late model competitors running in that event i think clint boyer will be running a late model as well so if you're into dirt racing into the world of outlaws that is live on national television on fox sports one on thursday usac they're doing the same thing a list of about 40 driver of their drivers are getting together they're running a usac race at, I believe, Kokomo, the World of Outlaws will be running at the dirt track at Charlotte. But USAC will be at Kokomo on the virtual version of that. That one actually has a little bit on the line. It'll be on Flow Racing, but $500 to the winner. So they got some sponsors for that and put a little bit extra on the line. Then we get a break on Friday, but then NASCAR, what they've done for what they are doing is it'll be Sunday on Fox and Fox Sports 1, all the cup drivers. There will not be an LCQ to get into that. Enough cup drivers have now expressed interest that it'll just be a set field. But Sunday, heat races will be what goes for the Cup Series. That'll be broadcast again live on national television, Fox and Fox Sports 1. But 
Two, two heats will set the field for the feature, but so many drivers ran the LCQ last week. I think there were 33 battling for four spots, and a lot of drivers that probably should have been in, like a Chase Briscoe, did not get in. So what they're doing is for any Xfinity, Truck, Arca, NASCAR Mexico series or the Pinty series or anything related to NASCAR and in one of the lower national or regional series, they're doing a race using the ARCA cars on Saturday night. That one is not on national television. However, it will be streamed on NASCAR's eNASCAR website. So the Chandler Smiths, Chase Briscoes, all those drivers will compete on Saturday night. And the ball just kept rolling. IndyCar just today here again on Wednesday for their race on Saturday at Birmingham. That one picked up by NBC Sports and will be aired on national television. So racing right now has an opportunity to kind of be the number one sport just because with the realism and what it takes to do well on the iRacing platform, you have to do well in real life as well. It's not like NBA 2K and the tournament they have going on on Friday with players where it takes a joystick and able to push buttons. You still have to be able to, to use the brake, use the throttle, use the steering wheel, put together good lines, be consistent. All the same skills apply, and that's what's made it so popular here in the early going in terms of virtual racing because you get to see the same drivers you watch in real life still compete even though it's on a virtual level. And they've done a great job with these broadcasts as well, able to, to slide into the driver's homes, have a couple cameras available, still talk to drivers, do some interviews. I, I thought this was hilarious, but had a, I've had invocations and national anthems and, and are just really taking it for what it's worth and, and putting it all together. But a ton of racing, at least in a virtual sense, going on right now and in a time where there is no ability to go race the racetrack i work at it's canceled through all of april most of the tracks around kansas city now are, are canceled through april so many regional touring series on dirt just beyond racing all sports have pretty much now canceled through april many have canceled through may so without that that sports to watch racing just right now has an advantage with the iRacing platform, with the sim racing that everyone can do to, to get together and put together these broadcasts. And in terms of the broadcasts, it's it's a little bit difficult because iRacing is taking their, and I think this was Vince Welch that was explaining this through Twitter, but iRacing is sending their feed with their people to the, the broadcast group, and then they take all of that and are able to add to the broadcast. So... There's a couple more steps than just a normal in-house broadcast at the racetrack, but they've done a phenomenal job putting everything out there for the fans, at least I've thought. And it's I never thought I'd be excited to, to listen and watch virtual racing, but we're, we're here now, and I couldn't be more excited for all the racing I, I get to watch and race fans get to watch over the next several days. And right now, at least on iRacing, there, there's – plenty of races to, to go do and it's just in a trying time there there's enough out there right now that that race fans can hold on until cars are able to hit the real track again in terms of some news in the real world it's not near as 
positive in that sense. Again, everything pretty much canceled through the month of May. NASCAR trying to get started early. NASCAR has said they're looking at still trying to complete all 36 races, looking at double header weekends like the one that is already scheduled at Pocono. Dover has been mentioned as a track that might implement that. Also looking at weekday races. A whole bunch of stuff NASCAR has flirted with, with trying in the, in the new schedule. Fans have wanted to see tried. Probably will now get a test run in this upcoming year in terms of NASCAR. The other thing for the NASCAR, for NASCAR and what they have going on next year, the next-gen car set to come out. That, in all likelihood, will be delayed. The Athletic came out with a report this week that talks were being had, but in all likelihood, it will be delayed. That's all that's really been said about that right now, but I kind of expected, personally, I kind of expected that one to come just because the, the they've already lost testing time, and you're on a strict timeline to try to get that out for the Daytona 500 next year. And because now you've lost that testing time, I don't think we'll see that car. But I don't know if if NASCAR wants to extend it all the way one more year and bring it out in 2022 or bring it out maybe halfway through the season in 2021 or do something like we saw with the car of tomorrow and bring that car out and run some races with it and then still run the old car. I've also seen some things where teams would like to see the implementation of the new car because although it is expensive off up front, teams have talked about it being a cheaper option moving forward once the car is acquired. It's a cheaper car to operate. And many teams right now, which have expressed concern with sponsorship money without running races and continuing to operate, they may want to see those cars come in to effect a little bit sooner. On the IndyCar front, they came out with an advised schedule starting the first weekend in June with the duels at Detroit. <clears throat> They're already looking at a possible date in case that one gets suspended. <clears throat> and the other cool piece of news, at least with that, is the July 4th weekend at the Brickyard. NASCAR running the Brickyard 400. The Xfinity Series running on the road course. Well, now the Indy Grand Prix with Indy cars will be run that same weekend. So the first IndyCar NASCAR doubleheader, this is something that was also talked about probably being implemented next year when the schedules came out. Well, as long as all of everything clears up by the time we get to July and are able to go back racing, that doubleheader will take place. And it's already been mentioned, Jimmy Johnson has interest in, in maybe running the double that weekend. He wants to run some IndyCar races. Do we see Jimmy Johnson's IndyCar debut? There was an idea floated out there about Tony Stewart running every race that weekend and being the, being a driver, the driver to do it, run the IndyCar race, run the Xfinity race, and, and make one more cup start at the Brickyard. There's a lot of complications in terms of NASCAR ownership rules that w- would play into that where it probably won't be possible, but a lot of ideas floated out in terms of drivers this for that weekend the indy 500 they slot that now august 23rd on that weekend so the month of may will not happen but they did keep the the two-week schedule that has been run for many years now a week of practice two days of qualifying one more day of practice and then a couple days off before carb day on friday the indy lights race and then the race on the, the final race there with the Indy 500. The schedule now has been extended a little bit longer, looking at 
a couple a possible date for St. Petersburg. It does look as though Long Beach, Circuit of the Americas, and Barber are not able to be rescheduled at this time. So still 14 races on the schedule for IndyCar, but that's all they were able to do. And again, this is for, for series. They've been using the word fluid. It's a fluid situation right now for everybody and a lot of decisions to be made. But hopefully, and again, safety is of utmost importance for everyone right now. So if it has to extend longer in terms of all of the, the social distancing and everything and pushes seasons back further, that's what has to happen. But everyone's hoping that maybe by June, maybe the middle of May, racing can, can get back on track, even if it, it is without fans for a couple weeks. Maybe that's the way everyone has to go. But Everyone wants to see racing back on track, but until then, plenty of virtual racing. And if you're someone that hasn't quite seen that virtual racing, it looks pretty real. You can tell it's virtual, but you also, it's not a video game. You can't drive backwards. You can't purposely wreck people. Daniel Suarez got disqualified for failing miserably at that at Texas. But it's it's a fun time in a time where there isn't a lot of fun moments right now. So I'm excited for plenty of virtual racing coming up this week and in the next couple of weeks. And we'll continue to talk about it here on the left turn each and every week. We'll focus on the, the virtual races coming up, talk about them, the winners, some, some names maybe that haven't been heard of moving at the front that, that normally maybe run mid-pack or, or at the back that have an opportunity in equal equipment but that'll wrap it up for this week's edition of the left turn and we'll be back every week make about a 15 or so minute podcast keeping everyone updated on what's going on unfortunately with school at northwest missouri state getting canceled our studio we're not able to get into it so only have a limited ability to record but still try to, to get some stuff out there i'm jacob blair that has been the left turn And we'll be back next week with more on the virtual racing world.